Hello and welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. And today I thought we'd talk about the moon. Now the moon is interesting because in many religions and many cultures, it has been long respected as a part of daily life. Obviously it's the light that we can see by when the night is here. The moon is a beautiful big body of water in the sky and its reflection quite often is the thing that we can see when it is the darkest. So in astrology, the moon is quite an important uh, planet as they, as they put it. So everybody knows generally their sun sign and that is where the sun was located in the sky at the time of their birth. Now your sun sign generally is what you show to people. It's how everybody else is gonna view you. It's what you choose to put out to the world in order for them to see you a certain kind of way. Your moon sign is kind of who you are on the inside. So for example, on the outside, I am very much an Aquarius. I am quirky, I am slightly weird sometimes, I'm loving, I'm very free, I want what's best for people, I'm a humanitarian at heart, that is who I want to be. But my moon sign is a Virgo, and Virgos are very anal retentive, they're very, it has to be A, B, C, D, and it has to go a certain way, and that is also who I am. I get very, very um, controlling about how I want things to go and when they don't go that way it's taken me a lot of years to let it go and accept that it's the way it should be instead of the way I need it to be so it was actually my son who pointed out the amount of influence my Virgo moon has on me we were doing something and it was to do with cleaning his new house and he goes mom I get it now and I'm like, you get what? And he goes, why well, it used to drive you nuts when the baseboards were dirty. And I'm like, oh, because you got a new house and so now it's your baseboards, so it matters to you now. When it was my baseboards and I was asking you to clean it, it was a problem. And he's like, yeah, he says, I get it now. It's all about your Virgo moon. And it stopped me because I'd known where my Virgo moon was since I was like 19, 18. And I was like, well, crap. Yes. And so much fell into place for me with just those two signs and knowing where they were in my, in my chart, so much fell into place as to my personality and how I get and why I'm so, in my words, anal retentive about certain things that shouldn't really matter to me, but they do. So your moon is a big part of who you are in astrology and the moon is a big part of our cycles here on earth. The ocean itself is often said to be ruled by the phases of the moon, tide coming in, tide going out. Women's cycles of their body quite often are referred to like the moon cycle. And these things are very important in the bigger picture of how we live our lives. So why wouldn't the phase of the moon or where the moon is located in the sky influence what's going on in our lives? Well, it does. 
and the Celts knew, and the Chinese knew, and the Indians knew, and the, the Native Americans knew, and pretty much the Egyptians knew, the Aztecs, the Mayans. There are very few, very few occasions where similarities in belief systems are not universal, and this is another one. So Moon and its phases impacted civilizations for generations and still impacts us today. So now you have the knowledge that the Moon and where it's placed in the sky can have an influence on you and what's going on in your life. Now, I'm not gonna to pretend to be a great astrologer, so I'm just gonna say what I know about mine. It's easy to Google and figure it out for yourself where your astrology planets are and what those mean, but I'm always happy to answer any questions. Uh, so, the moon, its major element is water because the moon is made up of a lot of water. So it influences the water here on Earth. Mondays comes from moon days. It's directly related. So again, our common culture has the influence of the moon in it. So the thing is that the moon is utilized many times in spell work or in energy work because at different phases of the moon you can get different outcomes. So for example, you have the new moon and the full moon and we're not going to break it down much more than that right now because too much information can be too boring. So the main points, the main cycle points is the new moon. So we'll start with that. So the, at the new moon, what you want to do is try and create some kind of manifestation. Now, it's usually in alignment with whatever star sign the moon is in at that time. It's a good idea. So like different astrological signs will have different focus points and you can manifest what's connected to those focus points. But it doesn't really matter. You're just putting the intention that you need. So if it's an alignment, great. If it's not, it's still a new moon. Still focus on what, what it is you want to manifest. So to manifest or do a new moon ritual, the best ways to start generally are to have a candle. Now, candles have different colors for different purposes. So if you, what your new moon ritual is about attracting friendship, you use a yellow candle. If your new moon ritual is about attracting wealth, go ahead and get yourself a green candle. If your new moon is about speaking out for yourself, go ahead and get a blue candle. If you want to attract your gifts and become more intuitive, a purple candle. Um, you know, if you're looking for love, and that's what you want to manifest, then go ahead and get yourself a pink candle. Or if you're looking for home and security, go ahead and get yourself a deep red candle. Um, a lot of times, whatever candle color relates to whatever chakra, you're pretty good. It's a basic way of doing it. So I would go with that. So if I was doing a new moon ritual, my thing would be I would want before I start to have written down what it is that I have a clear intention what I want to attract 
and the reason you do that is because once you start a ritual lots of other things will crop into your head and you'll be like oh i want that too oh i want that too well it splits your focus and you if you're specifically wanting to ask for something you don't want your focus split so i would get say to attract money i would get myself a green candle i would have it set up and ready to go I would sage the area that I'm working in to clear out any and all negativity. I would sage myself or Palo Santo. I find that quite helpful too. And then if I wanted to do a manifestation spell for money, I would get a green candle. Normally I like to place them on a mirror because I'm reflecting it and manifesting more. I would use basil for attracting money just because it's a herb I can find anytime I want to in my cupboard. It makes life easier when you're the things that you need in order to do ritual are right there at your fingertips. So I'd sage, I'd have written down what my intention is. I would light the green candle. I would sprinkle on some basil and then I would ask for what I'm looking for. So I'd be like, okay, Universe, I am open to receiving, fill in the blank, whatever it is, harming no one. It's always very important that you state your intention to the universe that you don't want your win to come at somebody else's loss. We never want to create hurt for anybody else. So always, always please include the harm no one. And then so mote it be, which is basically the same as saying an amen. So mote it be amen amen is so be it so again you can you utilize it you can say amen if you want if that's what you're comfortable with but universe this is what i need don't say need sorry take that back say universe this is what i want to receive and i trust in you to deliver harming no one so mote it be and then focus on the candle allow your mind to focus on the candle watch as it the flame moves it'll allow you to constantly focus on what it is you're asking for what you're doing is you're building the energy for that thing to be received and continue that let go of all your distractions around you you can be playing meditation move music if you want it can become a very deep meditation and quite often if you get deep enough into that meditation it will tell you the next steps to take in order to manifest what you want so the idea with manifestation is yes we put it out into the universe what we want but without action there can be no results so you have to not only believe that it's theirs and yours for the taking you have to put action in order to receive the results so new moon you're going to set your intent to manifest in the first quarter you need to take mindful action with set intention in order to manifest in order to create so you want to be rich you set the intention then you start looking for a job like no one's just going to come and hand you a bucket full of money it just doesn't happen i wish it did but we have to take actions because it's part of our it's part of our path in order to learn our lessons. So go ahead and take those steps. At the full moon, 
you will reap the rewards of your labors. It's a closure time for some intentions. Sometimes your, your spell can go on for several moon phases. Uh, sometimes you choose, okay, I'm done with this one now. I got what I needed, thank you. Uh, you want to make sure that you give gratitude at that point. You want to make sure that you say thank you for the steps I've made heading towards what I'm trying to manifest. And then in the last quarter, it becomes the removal of obstacles. It becomes a time where if you haven't manifested what you wanted yet, you're going to be able to see what's in the way and you're going to be able to remove them from your path. And then continue the next phase. You're going to redo the spell, set the intention again, try and again, it's life is like a spiral. Even setting intentions, it's like a spiral. You have to keep going until you've removed all the obstacles and then you will get to your main goal. Now, if you are lucky and you set the intention and you go and buy yourself a lottery ticket and then you win the lottery, good on you. It can happen. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying realistically in this world, there's a very few number of people who put on their life paths, path, I'm going to win the lottery. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a nice dream. We all have it, I have it, I want to win the lottery too, but you have to do it in a certain way and in order to create what you want, this is one of the best ways to do so. So again, you could do it for money, you could do it for your heart, you could do it for your health. Good colors for health is also green candles, good colors for health, blue candles. Um, you know, your stability and jobs and manifesting things like that. Uh, family, all of those are red and yellow and orange candles. And then if you're trying to manifest, you know, more gifts, more intuition, trying to learn how to utilize your psychic gifts, it's always good to use white candles. I liked white, I like white candles anyways. They're, they're just so good at attracting uh, positive energy in. Black candles will absorb negative energy. There's nothing wrong with lighting black candles. It's a good way to remove negativity from your life. I'm a big believer in that. Um, go ahead, light them. Um, you can light them anytime, white and black. I would light at any time, just for future reference. Silver candles are the candles of the goddess and gold candles are the candles that you would use for the God energy. So female energy, silver, male energy, gold, um, and just utilize them in order to give yourself that connection with the universe and with what you're trying to attain. And the thing with rituals is they're very comforting. Like they use these rituals to this day in the Catholic church, like any, any organized religion is based on ritual. Like there's a reason we have the Sabbath day. There's a reason you go to church certain days. There's a reason you get baptized. Like these are the rituals that make you closer to your universal source. And the, there's nothing wrong with that. Just there's no judgment. There should be no judgment. You do whatever it is you feel is right for your path. If you feel like lighting a candle and setting an intention 
hey, what's the difference between going into a church and lighting a candle for somebody and praying for them when they're not very well or when they're going through a hard time? There is no difference. So again, we're not gonna make it into a, ooh, it's a terribly scary thing and you're messing with the devil. There is no devil in my, in my practices. I very much just don't bother with any of that. But that's because that's my path. If that's your path, you do you. So to end this, um, this particular episode, what I have decided to do is I have a deck of cards, they're oracle cards, that are the Moonology oracle cards. And I got them quite recently and they are absolutely gorgeous. And so I decided to pull one for myself for the day and it is the new moon in Gemini. And the new moon in Gemini card is about communication being key. So I'm about to do a podcast where I'm communicating to other people about different rituals to do with the full moon. And I get the new moon in Gemini and communication is key. I don't believe in coincidences. So, Literally for this card, it does say to attune to the moon and write a list of the people you love most and make sure you're prioritizing them. It's time to discuss with someone how you feel and don't be in your head and not in your heart. And it's also a sign of teaching and communication and socializing and travel. And the funny thing is I'm actually planning to travel soon. So, you know, I, I do believe in the power of the oracle cards. I have um, several different kinds of oracle cards. I love oracle cards. Uh, they're simple and easy to utilize. I usually take three cards and I'll do past, present and future to see what caused whatever's going on, to see how it's going right now and to see what the outcome will be. And they usually are spot on for me. Uh, again, if you've never tried some oracle cards, my favorites right now are the Moonology cards that I just got. And I love, love with a passion, my goddess deck. I have used them and used them and used them. And I have had them probably about 15 years now. I mean, at least 10 and I think longer, I don't actually know. I've just had them a really, really long time and they really resonate with me, but I am very much a feminine energy kind of girl. I like the goddess thing. I like the strength of it. And you know, the thing is, all of these different deities, Deities. I don't know how they would say it in America. But anyways, the point is all of these different goddesses, they have certain attributes that you're trying to attract, you're trying to change, you're trying to transform in some way, or they just simply will help you answer a question in your life. I love my goddess deck. I like this new Moonology deck. I find it fascinating, which is why I was inspired to actually talk about the moon on today's podcast. And I hope you found it very interesting. And there will be more podcasts next week. 
In the meantime, if you'd like to check out my blog, it's at www.llipsy.com. That's lipsy.com with double L's. And there's also some of my jewelry on there that has been handmade, hand created by yours truly with sterling silver fixings, gemstones. I do charge it with Reiki and the moonlight because I am a big believer in the energies that can transform your life. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website. There's an email link and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Anyways, I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed day and I will see you next week.